One, two, three. That was a good one. That was a good one. My claps weren't as awkward. Dang, boy. Yeah, I smacked the shit out of my desk with my hand. Uh, but welcome back to Bros of Murder. I am... <laughs> I'm Amber Heard, and I'm losing everything. I am 5G Network getting into your fucking brain and destroying everything. Wear your metal helmets. I'm just kidding. I actually think 5G is dope, and I have friends that work on 5G, so... We're all gonna be fine. You're not... Yes. 5G's not giving you cancer. <laughs> no, not at all. A lot of other things that are gonna give you cancer, though. Yep. The milliroom of radiation from that is it's such a small amount of radiation, but that's such a small amount of radiation from so much shit. So chill the fuck out. You're not gonna die from 5G. Jesus. Maybe get murdered, but not die from... Yeah, you're more likely to get murdered than die from 5G. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bros of murder stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hey, we give you true cookies of color, we give you music, and we give you bad commentary and jokes. And that was dancing. Ooh, get it. Yes. Get it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I went last... First last. Yes. I went, yeah, first last. I went first last. Mm hmm. So you can go first first. So I guess I'll go first first. So I forgot to give a tidbit about myself last time, but the last time we talked and last time we recorded, I am closing on another house soon. So we're super pumped up and we'll see where it goes. I don't know. Maybe we'll like it. There's an HOA I'm not super pumped about, but everyone has fucking HOAs now. I just saw this article about an HOA in Pennsylvania where they're giving near all their homeowners like 72 hours to get rid of their Black Lives Matter signs and stuff like that, or they'll be getting fined. And fuck and I was like, that fine. I was like, fuck y'all. Like, I would, I would start just being the most belligerent neighbor ever. And when I say neighbor, I mean neighbor. Neighbor. <laughs> I'll be the worst. So, yeah, that's a tidbit about myself today. And a tidbit about me, I'm trying out minimalism. You are? I, I can help yeah. you with that, dude. Oh I've been God. looking at some Skillshare videos of being more minimalistic. I'm going down, I'm doing the whole pod wardrobe thing. So I'm going nice. down, I'm really down in my closet. Gonna dance all of my stuff. And uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to being more of a minimalist. If you need help, please let me know. I know that we're buying a house soon, another house, but we're also on the whole fire thing, financially independent, retire early. Mm -hmm. And we have been minimalist for like two years now. And yo, it is so freeing and it's so dope. Yeah, I just need that. Cause like, I, I realized a lot of, like I was reading this one book about it, where it's like, your living space kind of like reflects your head and vice versa and I have a lot of clutter and I was like my head's really colored so it's like you know if you start clearing out a lot of things in your living space you know you have that effect you yeah. have like ripple effects oh definitely dude my anxiety and like everything has just dropped and tremendously I have like so much stuff and I come home and I just feel anxious about it because I'm always like picking things up and like rearranging things back because I have like, so much shit and I, like, I shouldn't feel anxious when I come into like my home I should feel relaxed I'm just gonna like yeah. get rid of a bunch of shit Except my cat, but she's on a thin ice. <laughs> I think the, the hardest part is there's a lot of stuff that you probably have that have sentimental value. 
I don't. That's a thing. okay. Good. Okay. I'm more. At- I'm more attached to my clothing, even though I don't wear half of it. Yeah, that's. I'm more just like I'm always like, what if I want to wear it? Even though it has like it still has like a price tag on it. I haven't worn it once since I bought it. I'm like, but what if I want? I might. I might go to like a wedding and want to wear that. Once you do it, dude, there's no going back. We don't have dressers, drawers, or dressers in our house. We just put everything in our closets, including like our underwear and our socks. Everything fits in our closets. We have two separate closets. I'm ready for it. Because I'm also like, as I'm like doing going through this, I'm like realizing like my uh, my style. And that's like, all right, now I know this is like, this is the shit that I wear. I can get rid of all the other fucking. T- I, I want to hop off that like quick fashion trend stuff. Cause that's yeah. like, that's bad for the, like, you know. That's like, so 21. It's so. <laughs> sorry. All right, let's continue okay. with the show. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so this story is so intense. And this one happened local to where I am. It's about love that turned into a conspire to murder mm. yes and it involves two people obviously but there is a third person and a fourth person and oh it involved a pro football player for from like the, a polyamorous type thing no it, it wasn't really it's was just oh. someone you'll see you'll see okay but it takes place back in 2000 2014 um god damn it you could re- take that part out. It <laughs> takes place. <laughs> it takes place. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it up. Okay. It takes place back in 2014, where a woman was murdered because of her ex-boyfriend, Ray Carruth, who was a Carolina Panthers football player. Oh, so that name sounds familiar. Ray Carruth, that son of a bitch. But. This is the story about Sharika Adams. Sharika Adams, she was born June 30th, 1975, and met her death, her end, December 14th, 2014. Her mother thought that she was a unique person and she was loved by everyone she came in contact to and with. She was very light-spoken and she was more of an introverted type of person. And it's crazy because she was a very, she's very beautiful also, and her life was tragically taken. So fast forward a little bit to where she meets Ray Carruth. She just went to a pool party and she met this man that would change her life. And let's just say she was more than smitten by Ray Carruth because apparently he was really good to talk to. He was, had a silver tongue. He could talk to anyone. Everyone liked him. And it was crazy because her mother said that almost immediately she wanted him, Ray Ruth, to meet her father and that she had an intuition about him that he was going to do great things and just be a great person. Unfortunately, he was not that great. So Ray Ruth eventually became a pro football player for the Carolina Panthers. And at the time, he was a really good player. Like he was good at what he did. I don't remember what position he played. It didn't really matter to me. And... Although Sharika and Ray were involved, family members of Sharika thought that Ray was a playboy or a player, like he just had too many women and he was involved with too many people. Unfortunately for Ray, Sharika eventually became pregnant and she thought that Ray would be happy and supportive, but no, he was As not one happy. Should be. Right? If I were having a baby, yo, I would be so pumped up to be a dad. But, yeah, he wasn't supportive. 
but she was not going to get rid of this baby. She was going to have this baby and nothing was going to stop her. So moving on to the day that she was murdered, it was this place, Wessex Square here in South Charlotte, very South Charlotte, pretty much about 30 minutes from my house. This is where Sharika's life changed. Sharika was following Ray, her boyfriend, in separate cars. I think they went to a movie separately and they drove separately. So they were, she was following him and during the drive, Ray stopped or slowed down at a stop sign but never started back up again. And a car pulled up next to Sharika and started opening fire on Sharika's car. Ray left the Ray left her and she called the police. And after the shooting, she was eventually rushed to the hospital where they performed an emergency C-section. At this time, she was eight months pregnant, so she had an early pregnancy. Her mother was notified and she was in she was in a serious like negative mental state because her daughter just got shot up. She had to have an oh, emergency C-section and stuff like this. This is this is um God damn it. This is Sharika's mom. Sharika's mom yeah. was like stressed out because her mom found out at like one o'clock in the morning. And so immediately what she does is call Ray Ray and to let him know. But the thing is, her mother, Sharika's mother, was not aware of what happened or not aware that Ray knew what happened. So that's why she was calling him. So Sharika ended up giving birth to Chancellor, who suffered very severe brain damage due to a lack of oxygen and blood because now, of the shooting. Do you shooting. know if he, if he was like premature or was it like around like that time where he was supposed to be born? He was premature because it was eight eight months. He, she was eight months pregnant. Yeah. So and that's why he had severe brain damage because. Sharika was losing blood and not breathing well, so therefore... Baby isn't getting it. Exactly. Eventually, Ray comes to the hospital. He wants, he goes to the hospital, and with him, he has a whole fucking entourage. He has his friends that he went to the movies with, along with another woman. And Sharika's mama... Who the fuck was... Bro, yeah. This was... Who's old? Who the fuck is she? <laughs> bro, he was a player. Like, he was a player. He was, he was known as a player. So Sharika mom, of course, confronts him and lets him know that she she now knows that he had something to do with it. But she couldn't do anything because they were still waiting. And it's crazy to say that when Ray was at the hospital, Ray wanted he wasn't allowed to see his son, but eventually they let him see him. But Ray didn't want to touch his son, didn't want to hold him, nothing. He just wanted a picture of his son because he said it might be the last time he got to see him. Which I don't know what that alludes to. It alludes to a lot of different things. Yeah. And at this time, Sharika was pretty much brain dead. She suffered a coma. She was in a coma. And ultimately, Sharika's mom had to make the most difficult decision I think any parents has to make, any person really has to make, and take her daughter off of life support. And it's important to note that while she was in a coma, she suffered from mo multiple system organ failure due to the gunshots, and she was shot in both her abdomen and chest. Now, we all point to Ray now. Ray tried to flee with a friend named Wendy Cole. 
she he tried to flee like leave the area where from charlotte area he tried to go to california he calls up this woman wendy and was like hey are are the cops already investigating him or is he just already displaying the flame he was this was after she actually died so i forgot the date so so he's being he's actively being investigated right right because the fbi in charlotte put out an arrest warrant and he was eventually apprehended in Wildersville, Tennessee. Okay. So they, so the police go to the, the hotel that he was at. They ask the person at the front desk, hey, is there a woman named Wendy Cole here? Because we're looking for her because of an ongoing investigation. So they had to tell her, tell them that she was there. And they find this dude in the back of Wendy's trunk alive. So, and it was crazy because the cop was saying how he asked her, where is Ray? And she kept looking over at the keys, like his keys. And he asked again, where is Ray? And she looks over at the keys again. So the cop is like, is, or the detective is like, is he in the back of the trunk? And she like said, yes. She shook her head. Yes. And so she she t- takes the keys and opens the trunk. She is the worst. Yeah, <laughs> just like I would not want to. I would not want to do any problems with this bitch. <laughs> right. Was, I just sitting there. It's like, where's he at? He's definitely not in the trunk. <laughs> so he's like, oh no, but look at the keys, the keys. So so he goes to the back of the trunk and he says, Ray, we have you. We have the FBI's out here. We have the car surrounded. We're gonna open it up. Come out with your hands up. They open it up, and it was just him. He comes up with his hands up, and he wasn't trying to fight. So, fast forward more. During the trial, Ray Caruth's trial, they play her 911 call, and it was the biggest piece of evidence of the whole case. Pretty much, Sharika played a big part of her own justice. It was a very sad call. It was just so sad, and you can hear the physical pain that she is in in her voice yeah. uh and you should cue up the phone call now ding so it turns out Ray didn't want the baby because I don't know he's an asshole he had the status of a pro football player I don't know I feel like a lot of pro football players care about their kids now maybe maybe not hopefully yeah so instead of having to pay for any type of child support or any support he hires a hitman instead. The hitman's name is Vet Bran Watkins. In the court, the murderer was wild. Van Brett, bro, he was talking all kinds of shit and acting so crazy hostile. He was very aggressive, and he was not playing. Watkins was not playing. He th- he threatened Ray Cruz's attorney. <laughs> at one point, at one point, <laughs> the attorney, the defense attorney, asked Watkins. So why did you feel like you needed a gun to kill someone? And Watkins said, look, look, the defense attorney dead in the eyes and was like, I don't need a gun to kill someone. I am 284 pounds and I could rip you apart like a rag doll. 
dead silence after that. So the defense attorney was like, I have no more. I have no more questions, Your Honor. Like he stopped. He was like, All right, bet. I was I got it. If I was his attorney, I'm like, you motherfucker, you dumb bitch. You stupid bitch. Like, you know, his attorney was like, motherfucker. He was a big dude, too. I probably would have no no further questions, Your Honor. I got it. But that right there just does like you just you just made yourself seem so guilty. Yeah. The hitman was guilty, definitely. Ray and Watkins had very similar sentences. They were found guilty of conspiracy to commit murder, shooting into an unoccupied or into an occupied vehicle and using an instrument to destroy an unborn child. Ray was sentenced to 18 to 24 years in prison and Watkins was sentenced to a minimum of 50 years for murder. Good. So at a minimum of 50 years. So he's at least saying for 50 years. So in 2018, Ray Carruth was released from murder was released from prison and i remember when it happened because the town of charlotte it was crazy it was all over the like the local news and people were in it and they're just like oh shit what is he gonna do are they really gonna release him is he gonna do this shit again but he's in hiding somewhere i don't even remember the fuck he went but whatever he's he's still alive he got released he has tried to see his son once. Chancellor is his son, and Chancellor is now 20 years old, and he has disabilities. He was raised by his grandmother, and his grandmother's still watching him. And it's important to say that so many people are affected by murder, and Chancellor, he's a great person. He's a great man. He's super strong-willed, and he works hard at times to do better and overcome what happened to him. Yeah. Sharika, Sharika, Sharika's mother, has forgiven both Watts, Watkins and Carruth, and that's it. That's all it is. That's, it's fucked. I would not allow him to see his child ever. No. <laughs> I'd just be like, no, fuck off for the rest of your life, you piece of shit. Yep. Why are there so many like pieces of shit in the NFL? <laughs> You know, I have no idea. There's a lot of athletes are just like terrible people. Beating people, killing people. I don't know. Jaying people. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I'll I'll move on to my case because mine also has a thing to do with relationships and uh, fires and telling people you hope their mothers burn alive and then doing it. It, it, It's it's a lot. So now this is the story about Abina Williams, who was accused, allegedly, quote unquote, of setting a fire that killed Melissa Winston and her two grandchildren, eight-year-old Austin Griffin and four-year-old Jesse Cleanland. And I know we were taking a break from child deaths, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Here's another story about kids dying. So now what had happened was a Michigan woman was arrested earlier this month talking about September because this is probably released in October time time's an illusion nothing matters don't <laughs> so, think about it don't think about it this is inception so she was arrested earlier this uh, last month after allegedly starting a federal house fire that killed her boyfriend's mother and nephews because she suspected her boyfriend of cheating on her ooh yeah a cheat it's a mess 
So now Abina Williams, who was 21, was arrested September 16th and charged with three counts of homicide and three counts of first degree arson in relation to a fire that occurred overnight on September 3rd. Uh, she so on like arrival to the scene, firefighters like got to the one-story home, which was completely engulfed in flames, and fire was coming out the front door, the side windows, and according to press, after they finally were managed managed to get in. Because the thing with fires is, I went through the fire academy, I was all through firefighter. The biggest issue is getting inside. Well, one of the biggest issues is getting inside because you, once you make your way in, you're letting in more oxygen, fire gets hotter, burns hotter, mm-hmm. burns bigger. If there's anyone inside who's like still alive, you know, they're getting affected by that. So they fire get is in, rough too. Fire is rough, yeah. So they get in and they found three deceased victims and their identities were released to be 53 year old, you know, the mother and then the two boys. So now the victims have since, you know, all been identified and Winston's boyfriend wasn't there and was kind of just left. Like he knew who did it. He went to authorities with who, who did it. And then a friend actually came forward to corroborate that and the reasoning behind it being that she thought that he was cheating or had some evidence of him cheating. Uh, so an unnamed friend that went to the police and said that she's the one who drove Williams to you know, the mother's house because she asked for a ride. She's in there in the car driving at 9.30 p.m. that night and Williams is on the phone with the boyfriend and she says on the phone, I hope your mama likes burning alive. That is so aggressive. I would freak out if someone called me and said, yeah. I would flip my shit. And the friend hears that and continues to drive her to the mother's house. I don't know what she expected was going to happen after hearing that she <laughs> is threatening this guy's mom. So, you know, they get there. A neighbor reported that she saw a black female pacing around the street for a couple minutes uh, before the fire actually started. She also said that you know, she heard this black woman asking people in the neighborhood, like a neighbor, hey, can I borrow a lighter? Can I borrow some gas? <laughs> and then after for what? hearing her... What do, you, what do you need it for? Yeah, I guess no one really <laughs> asked why they needed it. But after procuring these different items, the house was set ablaze. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking wild, dude. It's fucking, yeah, it's fucking wild. And while the fire is happening, Williams allegedly texted her boyfriend and said that I'm outside your mom's house. I hope your mom likes burning alive. Repeating the same thing she just said on a phone call. Mm -hmm. Now, following the investigation, you know, she was caught extremely quickly. Like, the boyfriend knew exactly who did it. He had evidence of who did it. She was caught, charged without incident. And her mother actually came forward and said that she claims that her daughter is completely innocent of all the charges, even though she was placed there. She was all there. She admitted to doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no. And she said that she was a lie detector to be done on her daughter. Which I mean, sure, but she did it. So. <laughs> did she, though? Did she? I don't know. I think so. If your kids did- do something wrong, like, it's okay if they're wrong. Like, it makes yeah, it's, suck, it's okay to, but Yeah, it's okay to be like, you shouldn't have burned down that woman's house and killed three people. Because now it's okay to say that. But now she said that her daughter's incapable of doing this because she is she a has autism, which doesn't doesn't give you a 
you can still be violent and have autism. Yes. And B, she said that she has some emotional impairment disorders. She didn't specify what that disorder was. She just said she has some sort of emotional impairment disorder. To quote her, if you were to go to go at her, yeah. So to quote the mother, she said, if you were to go at her, fighting her, she'll just drop to the ground and curl up. She's not violent. She's never been violent. She'd risk her life to save someone. And that includes animals. Obviously, I guess it doesn't include elderly women or children because she's <laughs> just like, bye. Bye. And uh, she's due to appear to court October 1st. So I'm also going to follow up on this one because I'm interested to see if she actually like admits to it in court. Yeah. And if the boyfriend actually was cheating, because if he wasn't cheating, oh, bitch, you really, you really went off the deep end with this one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oof. you need to be sure of what you know. And if that's happening, there are other ways to handle it. I get it. I have been cheated on before, and it fucking sucks. Just do what everyone else does, and just, like, burn their clothes outside. You know, don't burn the house down. I wouldn't burn anyone's clothes. I would just be like, yo, you fucked up. You know, I know you may be taller than me, but it's all the same when we're both laying down, girl. Like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, God. Battle is... Well, how old are you? Five, four? I'm 5'4", five, yeah. Yeah. How tall is Melinda? Like, 5'7". Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> Yo, I know. That's so cute. I used to be very, like, afraid of it, but whatever. Like I said, it's all the same when we're both laying down, no, so. Yeah, cl climb like a tree, man. Boy, you ready to <laughs> You ready to <laughs> But yeah, I know that Monica was a little bit short. No pun intended. I like that but... one. That was, like, pretty intense. So much happened with that. Yeah. Don't cheat on people. Crazy. Don't be. Don't you know? <laughs> don't set the fires. <laughs> Your shit will get burnt down. Like yeah. Cue, cue the smoky and smoky the bear. <laughs> <laughs> only Man, you. That was my case. Okay. Yeah. Only only you can prevent forest. Right? Your mother and your nephews <laughs> being burnt alive by your crazy ex. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. But yeah, that was uh my case. That was good. I liked it. Mm. I hope you like the music coming up. Um, I hope you click the links below. Check out, you know, you can donate to us. You can subscribe to our exclusive content. You can check out the website. And uh, by the time you hear this, do I want to say it? No, not that. No, I would say wait a little bit longer. Yeah, wait a little bit longer. But some, we got some shit. You got some shit, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so enjoy the music. Uh, follow the socials and uh, have a great fucking day. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Seizures.
I can read between the lines. I can read between the lines. 